Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers. We're on location today in the White Horse in Levington Spa, who happen to be having a sort of Thornbridge tap takeover going on. So, um, what are we drinking, guys? How you doing, first of all? Good to see you. Yes, good to see you. Clink the old glass. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers, yeah, cheers, mate. Started off with the Lucas, which is a lager, Heller's lager. Hell's Lager, Hellas. 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 Yeah. Clean, crisp, vibrant, really good. And gone very quickly. And went very quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just a half. Um, and now uh, I'm on the AMPM. Which is the session, session IPA. IPA. Yeah. It's good. Which, good. again, looking very clear. Super clear. You don't mind. Maybe light golden quick, colour. Uh, quick look of it. Have a little sip. Why not? Let's try that. How about yourself, mate? What do you... I'm just finishing off an AMPM, which... I really like it. It's a really well-balanced um, IPA. I like that. Um, you know, great balance between the malt and the hops, and yeah, four and a half percent, so fits into the smashable category. Brilliant. So yeah, very drinkable. Always good. Always good. Good um, stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, Neil, what are you on? On the Jaipur. Jaipur, yeah. the legendary. The legendary Jaipur. I actually want a curry with this now because I know it goes with it really well. It's Real good curry beer. Is. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not too many though, 5.9%. Is it that high? Yeah. Sure beats your, your kingfisher and your I, cobra. Cobra and all that kind of stuff. Lao Tu Fan. Too young for that man. Too but young again, it's very, very clean, very drinkable. Yeah. So. A lot of people say obviously Jaipur is better on cask and um, in my opinion it probably has the edge. So just to clarify, we are all drinking keg, keg Thornbridge at the minute. Yeah. Um, you had much of the Thornbridge on cask, or? I think so. No, I've only we had the bottles, really. Yeah, we, we don't, don't see really a lot of it. Get much of it in no. this in this part, do we? Um, down here. Down here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's a bit of a rarity. Um, I mean, what would you say was their probably their most ubiquitous beer? Is, is it probably Jaipur? It's the one probably that. Jaipur probably got it, got most, the most acclaim. Um, of all the range, sort of in the early days, I'd say in the early days, probably what yeah. eight that, nine um, years ago, maybe. That Halcyon, I tend to see in the supermarkets, um, yeah. along with AMPM. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all of their stuff is well available in supermarkets. So, it, obviously, uh, unless you see anything a little bit off piste of theirs on on a tap somewhere, it, there is a little bit of oh, it's that again because you see it in the supermarket all the time. So, so just to clarify, what were we? What, what's what's actually happening? Here at the minute with with Thornbridge, it's just a what is it a well what's what's happening is is a craft beer residency as it is built okay. on the little brochures that are out on the tables, um, which basically means over the next six weeks uh, they are going to be showcasing twelve kegs, four casks, and four bottles um, over that period of time to obviously cool. get cool. people to um, try a bit more of their stuff, which is. As we say, pretty rare in these parts. We must be so. moving through it because you said they, they had the peach, Mel peach IPA. Yes, they moved quite quickly on it. The Melba. Melba was on, according to Untapped, a couple of days ago. So they've obviously got through that already. Um, so obviously been a bit of a hit. I'm sure, um, that would be a good seller for them. Yeah. yeah. So um, so we've sort of probably come into this, as we were saying just before recording, actually maybe on the wrong day, where the ones that are on today yeah. are basically uh, lagers or the lagers, um, the AMPM and the Jaipur. 
yeah. um, which are all pretty much uh, readily available. Um, I've not seen the Lucas before, though. I've not heard of that one, so it's interesting to see um, that. I've, I haven't tried it. I looked on my own tap. That was the first time I've tried it. But they brewed it for supermarkets, or I think it's in the supermarkets. I, I yeah. know the name. I've seen it around a bit. I think in bottles. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, the White Horse itself, where it's at, is is one of the few places in, in, in the local area, Leamington and Warwick, where we are, that uh, has got some what you could term craft keg beer on, um, and um, they tend to to get some semi-interesting stuff in. They've got a bit in the fridges as well. Yeah, yeah, they've got tiny Rebel Club Tropicana cans in the fridge and, and stuff like that. Um, but generally over the past, they've had the occasional cloud water on here, uh, Northern Monk. Um, you know, so they, they get some, some interesting stuff in. And, and it's good. It's you good. know, if you're looking out for that kind of beer, this is probably one of the two or three places in Leamington, in Leamington to, yeah, uh, sure. to, to get it, really. It's interesting because uh, didn't this used to be more of a real ale traditional kind of place? Certainly when I last came here, it was. Years ago, I've only been coming here a couple of years to be honest. Oh, well, I'm talking about 10, 10, 11 years ago. Probably. It's always been a good, good all round place to go, really. I mean, it's somewhere good to hang out on a Saturday night, and it's good to come as we are on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And you know, whether you get some food or drinks, it's, it's, it's right. and the nightlife is pretty good here, so there's always a de- sometimes they have a DJ here, and really, yeah, yeah, on a yeah that's Saturday. the kind of thing that would make me. Maybe. Go somewhere quieter, but that's me. Age. You want to have your favourite stout yeah. on, and you know. yeah, yeah. I, I prefer some progressive rock and uh, a nice MP <laughs> stout, and sit in the corner next to a roaring fire, and it ain't that kind of pub. Can you go um, to the DJs? Have you got any? Uh, got any Genesis? Yeah, you've got any Genesis with Pink Floyd. Echoes, nice long one. You won't have to do anything for the next twenty minutes. Um, but yeah, but it's it's a decent enough place. They do good food here as well, and it's I would definitely recommend people checking it out it's got a good feel to it as well yeah it's got a kind of modern it's quite feels quite, it's quite roomy it's, it's quite modern yeah um, yeah, yeah it's got a good vibe decent, to it decent place yeah so um, we believe it's not actually an independent place I think it's a Mitchell's and Butler's pub so they have a probably a restricted range of beer that they can pick from they're probably not as free to choose as, as some places but um, overall it's it's not too bad really for for the uh, the wilds of, of Warwickshire. They do get bits of craft on tap, don't they, as well? So it's not just yeah, know, it's quite a range of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, do you well, know, do you know more about the residency and how many other places they're uh, taken over? Right. Well, according to the little brochure here, um, there's some meet the brewer events going on as well, ah, okay. Thornbridge, um, that are doing. Which locally that includes a place called the Junction in Harborne in Brum. Uh, which is the only Midlands one of those, but... Um, Probably, and then obviously Sheffield or Bristol being alternative ve- venues, and then you've got kind of London, really. Yeah, a lot in London. But the actual ta- takeover type thing, the, the residency, as it were, um, is in a lot more pubs, which, if you go on the Thornbridge website, you can put your postcode in, and it'll tell you uh, which which other pubs are doing it. So, um, hmm. thumbs up to Thornbridge for, for doing this. Um, bringing a bit more variety to the local area. So, really, yeah. Yeah, really one of the first sort of craft brewers, I suppose, if, if, this is a, if that's the right term. Absolutely. Of. Um, started off 2007, 
Um, was that sort of pre-brew dog or about the same time? Maybe? Yeah, because Martin Dickey was the head brewer for a while. Oh, was he? Before he started a brew dog with, with uh, James Watt. Um, and I believe rumour has it that he was responsible in part for Jaipur. Okay. Um, which I was hearing or reading the other day that shares very similar characteristics to Punk IPA, which is not surprising, bearing that in mind. So, um, certainly enough, you're just about to start on a Jaipur now, right, as you do. Got a bit of cheers, yeah. Yeah. citrusy yeah. tongue to it, I think. What are you getting on the, on the nose on that one, on the aroma? The usual tropical fruits, but there's a kind of refinedness about it, and there's a balance to it that you, you don't get with some of the more... Uh, stunt beers of, of your IPA ranges, you know, that are, that are kind of trying to shout as loud as they can. There's balance to this. Like a bit more subtle, like, not kind of in your face. As it's some not of the... in your face, it is more subtle, it's more balanced. Um, obviously drinking this from Keg, so it's quite chilled. Um, still a really cracking beer. Have you had um, it on cast before? I have. Um, oh, blimey, about three or four years ago we did a brewery tour up at Burton-on-Trent and then after we'd finished there we went to one of the many trad type pubs in Burton and they'd got had a couple of pints of cask Jaipur which was absolutely banging basically really Can I just good. say as well the temperature is not some of them when I've been places like it some of them have it too cold that means just does come out just just right yeah I would say for a optimal beer, serving temperature is, yeah. yeah optimal yeah. you don't want it too chilled and you don't want it yeah you wouldn't want it any warmer than that no no it's looked after so. it? it's um, well, mine's nearly gone. <laughs> it's, it's, going it's down. It's not down. lasting long. I'm on the AMPM, which is very, very sessionable pale ale. Um, I mean, I love the session IPAs. It's a bit of a contradicting term, session IPA, because an IPA is always higher ABV and it is, session. But there's people is making it, great ones, isn't there? Really? But should it not just be a session pale ale rather than a I don't know, if, if you can chuck in that many hops and get Maybe. all of that flavour so in that ABV. Yeah. Um, of hops. Obviously, people who listened to our first pilot episode, which, you know, to the couple of people that did, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Always they, they would have heard us discussing the first beer on there was obviously the um, water small beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which showing that you can pack bags of flavour in a really low ABV. So, uh, and the same again with the sort of Five percent range that they've been doing four and a half, five-ish. Yeah, same again. But I suppose the big, the big difference is you're looking at a one beer that is probably fined, to be honest, and cloud waters, which is sort of more naturally hazy. Um, yes, I'm not 100% sure what Thornbridge do regarding filtration and stuff. I think they've got a centrifuge. I'd imagine it's fined. What with the icing glass type? Possibly. Yeah, I would. Th- I would think so, but. I'm all right in thinking as well, their bottles now are down to three thirties. They were the big ones, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, they switched to that maybe a year or two ago, didn't yeah. they? Um, there was I a think reason for that, yeah. I think that was to do more with the mass market as well. And I think the three thirties generally shift better mm. in retail. Um, 500 bottles probably don't have the same kind of appeal really to the mass market, so you can see why they've done that. Yeah. As for yeah. canning, though, I don't know why. A brewery of their size and scale could certainly afford a canning line. From what I've heard, they don't want to go that route. Um, 
they think there's less oxygen pickup in the mega expensive bottling line that they've got there and they're really really happy with that and so um, they're not 100% convinced of all the benefits of canning according to what I've heard previously so they're going that way time will tell I guess that maybe two years down the line if um, if they're the only brewery of their size then putting bottles out there may be a kind of knock-on effect of the public perception of well how 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 on point are they you know if, if they're producing bottles when almost everyone else is doing cans we are seeing a bigger shift now towards the cans I and mean, you look at what's available now in the supermarkets and there's more and more cans i think people are now Got the, people lost more of the market have got their heads around grabbing a can and not feeling like you know this is an inferior product because it's in a can. I think they, they're quite confident that canning now is the way forward for, for beer. Despite yeah. the problems we had last year. With Despite <laughs> the problems we had last year. But yeah, um, it's still the way forward. It? Which was a big talking point last year. But yeah, I'd still see it as a kind of USP because uh, the, the, the branding is really good. I love the yeah. labels. The marketing, the branding, everything about it is really unique, really good. Stands out. Yeah, no, I think the branding sits well between traditional and and modern. I think you know the um, you know the it's whole. sort of something for everybody in the th- in the Thornbridge I agree. range. I yeah. think yeah. you know absolutely. That's a really good way. It's to approachable. Um, you know, like I said. Good ABV across the board, really. Yeah. Although there's some very interesting ones yeah, on the yeah, list yeah. here that are stronger. If you want to be a bit more adventurous, yeah, they've got sours, they've got impy stouts, they've got black IPAs. But even the nitro stouts only what four and a half? It's not massive. Uh, yeah, they've got a, yeah, and this is a new one. Yeah, the yeah. Ina nitro milk stout, which sadly not on today. But then they um, do, like you said, they do. For example, Jaipur, they've got Jaipur X, which is the triple IPA. Is it triple or double? Double IPA. It's ten percent. So it's double that version of Jaipur. Yeah. How can yeah. you go wrong with that? I mean, we could have yeah. done with one to compare, actually, with these. Yeah. Mm. Jibrex is a stunning beer, and I had that. When did they release? That was, the last batch was about last year some point. Yeah, it's an occasional brew, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's on regularly in Warwick Spice and Smith Street, I'd say in Warwick. What, Jibrex? Jibrex, yeah. Really? Wow, yeah, yeah. okay. Because Sean at Warwick Real Ale gets it in, and he sends it across the road, basically. Wow, 10% beer with your curry? Yeah. Bloody hell. Hey, there you go. It's got to be done. Place down in a coma coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be wrong with that, but I'll, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm... I'll put that in the show notes. That's what they say. Um, so yeah. Um, so final verdict on the uh, on the Jaipur then. Well, it well, is. It's gone now. It is the classic. <laughs> Quaffable. It's reputation. Quaffable, I don't know, at nearly 6%, but it needs to be respected a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bit of respect for I it. I think, the, obviously, I'm on the AMPM, so that is, that that is, is definitely yeah, uh, a crusher. I'd like to say, I've, I, have, um, I have quaffed and crushed that. Yeah. That there you it's go. gone quickly. Yeah. It's really I have, good. I'm taking my time over this well balanced. I think it's. Beer. I do think the, 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 the clarity of the beer is definitely. I don't know, it, it's. It's, it's different from what we used to, really. Um, it, is in the modern, it is in the modern beer world, isn't it? Obviously, you come from a, a kind of trad real ale background where you're looking for fined beers that are, are dropped bright and, and yeah. that they're going to look like that. And so, obviously, you have still got people now who um, 
if it isn't as clear as the beers we've got in front of us now, we'd, we'd be sending I mean, it these, back to the bar. Beer are, these beers are clear for years. Yeah, they are not indeed. Un- not, not unclear for years. Yeah. I can imagine that the crowd in Leamington is probably not quite into craft so much, which is why you don't see so much over here compared to Warwick. Think about on Parade here, you've got uh, the high street restaurants and uh, the Weatherspoons, Benjamin Satchwell down the road here. You're going to get that sort of crowd that would expect a beer to be clear. They wouldn't go for the I haze. I think so, so yeah. Um, I would say though that it's just as few and far between in Warwick as it is here really for, for craft beer, you know. But it's but it's something that is growing and it is growing. It is yeah. going to expand this um, year and you reckon there's another place opening up shortly as well? Yeah, there's, there's a new place opening in Leamington but it's a slightly strange venue um, that is going to be, I think it's actually going to be an off-licence. Right. Um, so it's like it's going to be a, what is it, a retail retail out retail shop. Yes, with it's, it's, clothing um, and it's going to oh, be yeah. run, I think, by the people who do drawing board. Yeah, one of one of the best gastro pubs in Leamington that has some crafty beers on, um, and they're they're opening a, a shop um, near the bottom end of town, near the station, um, that is going to have some craft beer on in there. But from a reply I got on Instagram the other day, looks like it's going to be off license only, right. uh, amongst selling strange paperbacks, artwork, and all sorts of other <laughs> bric-a-brac. Um, beer related or just? Oh no, just general okay. general stuff. Sorry, what, I missed it. What was it? What's it called again? Um, I think it's called Underboard. Underboard is it? Um, okay. Yeah. So um, that's that's one to to keep our eyes on and uh, maybe uh, maybe have a chat with those guys at some point in the future uh, about the drawing board and and this new venture. Don't forget, we've also got um, Beer Torrents Tap Room, which are going to be opening, we think, in about a month's time. Yeah, also uh, down that, that looks exciting. Which seen, is seen the, really exciting. The, 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 the tweets that they've been putting out with the virtual... Yes, they've done some like mock-ups Mock-up, of yeah. the... Uh, I of thought the that was the actual tap ring. Like, <laughs> when's it open? When's it open? No, they've either painted it all completely bright white there or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's that's, that's going to be opening soon. Um, still details a little bit sketchy as to whether they're going to get commercially available beers in or whether they're going to sell the stuff that they are brewing currently on site um, I haven't had an answer on that to yet. be fair you will get a better answer in a few weeks because you've got a you've got a special day to look forward to in a few weeks yes time. I'm going to be brewing some beer there in a couple of weeks time so uh, I will hopefully capture a little bit of what's going on on the day and ask some questions about their future plans so um, yeah keep uh, and keep listening sh- in the future and make that. sure we get down there for their grand opening indeed absolutely Definitely so um, what else in Leamington would you have something like this I mean, we've got the Clarendon down the road here there is the Clarendon which I've only been to once really back in the summer they tend to have some craft tucks on we should go to next which yep. <coughs> we're going next yeah and um, and then the drawing board itself was which as we mentioned earlier is, is a gastro pub that tends to get some have had cloud water on in there tiny rebel yeah um, so they, they get some good stuff as well but that's pretty much the limit of it really um, because uh, you know a little bit of a backwater here we're not the sprawling metropolis of Manchester or Leeds so um, things are moving slowly but Hopefully, ever onwards. So, yeah. right. Let's. Um, What's next? Let's move on. Cheers. Yeah. Oh. Cheers. Okay. Well, here we are in the drawing board. Uh, one of Leamington's um, more recent um, open kind of pubs that's, that's a kind of gastro pub that has some craft beer on and um, we're currently drinking um, 
An arbor beer. Um, which one's this, guys? The Devil Made Me Brew It. Right. Which is a dry okay. hopped stout. Yep. Which is, is on interesting. Cask. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, Cheers. Get into yep. this one. Um, and the aroma. Yep. Like Neil mentioned licorice, which I think. Good shout. Which is a definite good call. That was my first, as soon as I had it for a while. It's got a roasty kind of coffee a lot of, a lot of edge to it. But there's a licorice kind of thing going on there. Very smooth. I mean, this, by the way, this is on cask, so we have yeah. ordered it on cask rather than keg. Yep. What percentage is this move? This five is 5.5, yeah. I would say mid fives, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know, uh, was it a dry hopped stout? Dry hopped stout, I don't yep. know. Hops wise, doesn't say anything about hops. Ah, oh, dry hop with Citra, Mosaic, Bravo, and Simcoe. Okay. Right, okay. So a nice, um, a nice little collection of both dank and regular hops, really. So. Yeah. I mean, to me, I would think this could be borderline black IPA. It's, it's that well hopped, I so would what, say. So when you say, so we've got dry hop style and black IPA, what, what, what's the difference? Is well, this, this is it. I think there is a crossover. I think there's a crossover between a really well hopped style and the black IPA. I think there's that Venn diagram where you get that middle ground and, and it could be either. I don't get a lot of the regular sort of IPA notes that you get from a black IPA on this one. This is more, this is more stout for me. It's more roasty. More roasty. More exactly. roasted malts. Definitely. Um, it's more of a malt characteristics. Yeah, I'm not getting the hops. Through. I'm getting the malts through. On this hops one. are a bit more subdued. Um, but obviously, we have just come. We have just drank. We've sort of time travelled a bit because we've, we've, as Simon would probably say, we, we have just come up from another another venue. We where have, we did yes. have a stout. Yes, we've just been to Clarendon in Levington, which has... Um, new ownership's on the new hands now. It's been under new ownership since sometime last summer. Um, they've got about five or six keg lines in there, and at the moment they've got on some fierce beer, uh, beers from Aberdeen. Um, we, had so one, we had one called the Moose... Sorry, yeah, moose, 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 yeah, which, which is a milk stout. Milk stout. About this. And what, what do we think of that? Oh, it's lovely. Really, really nice. That was on keg, and it was a beautiful temperature. It was just a lovely, smooth, quite chocolatey, yeah, you know, vanillary, smooth stout. Really. Velvety, and the lactose yeah. didn't overpower it. It's it wasn't dominating, I, yeah. No. Sometimes I get that, but I didn't with that. that it wasn't nice. cloying. It was like no, you no, could no. drink. You could drink a few of those. Absolutely, yeah. Four and a half percent, I think yeah. it was. Um, that was a really, really top beer. So, um, so yeah, we have we we are well and truly on the dark side now. We are indeed. Yes, beers, yes. So. Were you looking about the, the yeah, what's different between the dark IPA and the black IPA and, and this? There's another one on tap here, which we had a sample of, which is the Elephant Stone. Which so I think that's more black IPA. That's no, the, that was a red. That's, that's a, a red IPA. But that, yeah. for me, again, it tasted more IPA-ish than this, which claims to be. Well, this, this is a dry hop style. Um, that is a red IPA. Uh, Very different beer, really. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, Hasn't got those dark roastedness. But that's to more it. in the black IPA range when you said that earlier. This Possibly, is just yeah. to see the roasted moss. Yeah. I always think with a black IPA, you should be able to close your eyes, smell it, and you almost can smell a regular IPA. You yeah. don't get this yeah, yeah, exactly. hint of the roasted moss. It's meant to trick your mind. Exactly. Thinking. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, you actually do smell the darker chocolate roasted. It's quite oily as well. There is still a, actually, there is still a tropical hint on there, I think. 
there is, but it's not. But it's not. It's not. It's in the nose, not in the taste. No, in the nose, it's, but it's not as um, obvious as, as an IPA. Sorry, black IPA nose. Yeah, um, definitely a enjoyable beer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, it's obviously yeah, we're we're parked up now at the um, at the uh, at the drawing board. Actually, sat at the drawing board. Back the one, to the drawing, literally the one table in here that used to be a drawing board, by the look of it. Um, it's a um, it's a nice pub. Um, a lot of nice decor here. They've got um, a lot of old. Uh, children's annuals over on the bookshelves uh, at the far end there. You've got your blue piece Sk- annuals. You've got a drawing board, skateboard over the front. Yeah, skateboard. Yeah, I've been here certainly two or three times before and um, they do some great food. As I say, it's it's pretty much a gastro pub kind of place. Um, um, with a mix of probably about four keg lines on, probably about four lines, that kind of thing. Um, what we've got on today, we've got uh, Tiny Rebel Club Tropicana on keg. Gamma, Gamma's just kicked, yep. the look of it. Yeah, Gamma Ray um, by Beaver Town. Uh, we've got um, Dead Pony Club by Brewdog. And uh, we you've got some more macro kind of offerings as well. Yeah, um, on cask we've got this Arbor one that we're now drinking. We've got um, Purity Bunny Hop, their low ABV uh, hoppy beer. Elephant Wash, the collab with Old Pie Factory, which That's is a right. local, local That's brewery. Right. Local brewery down Montague Road, yeah, um, in Warwick. Um, so there's that mm. one as well. So and, a pretty, yeah. and a good fridge, fridge selection as yeah, well. Yeah, fridge yeah. selection of some Magic Rock cans in there as well. So yeah, overall, uh, a nice way selection of stuff here um, so yeah it's all, it's all pretty good um, so what we were going to talk about um, because obviously this is our first podcast of the new year was just just to basically have a quick glance back to 2017 and just talk about a few of the things that we really rated last year um, and so you know um, Neil's Neil's got some some notes in front of him, so good, obviously good done a bit of research. Good prep. Uh, that's a big thumbs up. Um, <laughs> so um, what, what we're talking about, kind of, your, some of what's some of the beers that's really impressed you in 2017? I think the my favourite beer, the one I had several times, was actually Laurel and Hardy, which was a collab between Cloudwater Verdon and yeah, Boston Grounded. That was a cracking beer. That was. Which I never had. I never tried it. Oh, sorry, so I, had, I had quite a few of them. Yeah, uh, because probably there was you, you, left for me. You bought yeah. the whole stock. Yeah, <laughs> I might well have done. I think that was the best beer I had last year. Um, wow. In a, in a year of astonishing beers. Yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of Laurel before, actually. And the this, hop. Laurel hop, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is one of the things I found last year, actually, was I was introduced to lots of different hops that I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Laurel was one of them. Um, yeah. Um, even things like Azaka and Y.E.T. They also Equinox. The Equinox yeah. came out. You can add. You can add, uh, as we call it. Motuika, yeah. you know. Because previously to that, it was just a standard sort of Simcoe, yeah. Mosaic, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. But to have that, it blew me away. Yeah. The flavours, the quality, the mouthfeel, everything about it was beautiful. I would actually call it beautiful. And you'd be gutted yeah. to hear that Cloudwater Barrel aged that beer as well. Oh, so what? That's waiting in the wings, then, is it? Uh, I think it's actually it's actually been released, but in, in very very limited quantities. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, to VIP people. Yeah. I'm actually checking and tap now to see the yeah. barrel it was aged in. But yeah, so that was by um, far my standard. That was your standard. In, in a year, a great beer. But some of the great other ones that I tried, Stranic. 
from Northern Ireland. Which version? Just the straight the, up The strand. regular Stranic. The regular Stranic. Now, yeah. I've tried a couple of the other ones as well, the sticky toffee. Yeah. But that one... So we just go back to it. Northern Monk Stranic, which is, for those that don't know, is a um, imperial stout, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, mil, can. Yeah, 10%. 10%. Yep. And it's just beautiful. Now that is licorice. It's full on licorice. Yeah, absolute licorice bomb. But again, it's lovely rounded. It's velvety, it's soft, it's silky, it's gorgeous. And, and I want to kind of it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those those were your kind of standout beers then, the, yeah? the other one, which is quite late on actually, was a brew by Numbers 5th Anniversary. Again, I thought that was an absolute... That was the canned one, The yeah? canned one. The yeah. canned was absolutely outstanding. Yep. I, I grabbed two of them very quickly as I could and had one in Warwick Real Ale. And yep. then I took one home and I, and I held on to it for as long as I could, which was 10 days, before yep. I succumbed and had to have yep. it. Yep. Again, beautiful taste. The flavours were astonishing. Uh, everything about that was great. It was just great. I love yeah. brewed by numbers anyway, but that particular one... The bir- is that the one they canned? Yeah, yeah the birthday one. The birthday one was just amazing. So those were probably my standout beers for last year. There's, there's loads. I mean, Wyland had a 45-30 sweet. Did you try that double IPA? And obviously the, the, um, the collab with Northern Monk as well. Yeah, well, all the patrons' projects. Northern Monk did a great job last year, I think. Well, we'll come on to breweries, but yeah, they've got a crack on you. Really. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's some pretty top beers. Um, in terms of just general beery experiences, what were your highlights uh, of 2017? The one, well, Bermondsey Beer Mile in February last year was mm-hmm. a really good day out. And you managed to stay upright for that one. I stayed I upright. A couple of people on that trip, one person particularly, didn't. And that's correct. He was, <laughs> yep. he was Naming on, no names. No names. He was no. on the floor doing Snow Angels in Houston Station. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. Um, um, was that your first time on the Bermondsey Beer Mile? It yeah? was, yes. Yep. I've never been down that far. But we, we started at Four Pure. And I remember getting a... Because I, I was there with you for the start. That's with, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the same day as there was an event at Beaver, Beaver Town. Town. Canada Water, was it? Beaver Town, fifth birthday. Uh, fourth or fifth birthday? Fourth, yeah, fourth birthday, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So a whole group of us met up at... We started at Four Pure. And what a great little book. It was a 16 taps. And I remember getting... I got, I got two flights of beers. Do you remember that little the TV screen as well, where you check in a beer and your name comes up in the... Exactly. That's quite fun. I the remember, beer geeks is quite yeah, a cool yeah, thing. Because I, I remember being at the bar and seeing your name come up. There's one. Cheeky... Uh, oh, cheeky that's, that's a great little thing to have there. Uh, four pure... A little bit different to all the other Bermondsey tap rooms in as much as it's not in a railway arch. Um, but I always have some good stuff on good, there. A good starting place for the, the I always start my Bermondsey mile at Fort York. The only downside for me was, was actually, as everyone finished their beers, they were ushering me on to the next place, and I had a dipper to finish at 12.30, uh, which I, you know... I, Your I, lunchtime dipper. I yeah. soldiered on, got, got through it. But again, we had the walk-up from there, and we did Partizan and Ebria. Yep. No, I like Partisan. We had some, uh, Sriracha Ace there, which I love. That's the Marmite, the Marmite pop, isn't it? Yeah, the Marmite One of my favourites. Yeah. I remember when I got it, they kind of said to me, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I've had this before. I know what I'm doing. Do, do you get that feeling when someone says, are you sure? The answer then is, hell yes, because you feel like there's a challenge there. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a bit of that. But, yeah. I, but I've had it before, and I, and I love it. And again, Wyland do a good Sriracha Ace, I think they call it, mm. which is a fantastic beer. Yeah. And Brooklyn do as well, Brooklyn Brewery. Well, yeah. I've not tried that. I'm Weird Beard. I've done uh, Sriracha, Sriracha Face, face Plant, yeah. Tri- triple IPA, and it yeah. is in your face. Yeah. 
11% yeah. that he... Yeah. But then after that, up to Brew by Numbers and the bottle shop up there. And it was that was a, an amazing day out back in February. Yeah, yeah. good um, stuff. Good group of people, just enjoying really good beers. That's what it's all about, really, isn't it? First yeah. time really in South London doing that sort of thing. Yeah, bonding over beers. Yeah. Um, stuff. Not else? long after that, I have to say, my, my dad had his 75th birthday in April last year. Um, we're from Halifax, so we went up to Magic Rock, and I took him along to the Magic Rock tap room, which was a, a, just an amazing tap room. Fantastic. It's a, it's a beautiful place. The, the whole layout and the artwork and what they've done with it, but also the, the, the variety of people who get in there. There were fam- I went twice actually. Went on the Saturday and the Sunday. Yeah. Um, there were families. There were blokes reading the paper. People with pets. It's just such a really nice family feel to it. Whole load of keg lines and a group of casks as well. Cans in the fridge. Yeah. We did the cannonball run. Lovely day. Great topic. Yeah. So those Good are a couple of still, from Yeah, I'm still yet to visit. I'm ashamed to say, but yeah, I'm going to get up there this year. Well, it's so good to do it twice. We did it on Saturday, then went back to the Sunday. Yeah, good stuff. Well recommended. Good stuff. So, um, yeah. So, Charles, what, have you got any highlights of 2017 in terms of beers? It's very difficult to narrow down like beer selection. There's been so many great beers. I mean, it's probably no surprise that my favourites have been Hoppy, Hoppy's beers, mm. you know, Pales, IPAs, different hate to say dipper but double IPA dipper um, so I'm going to probably say three three or four of my favourites number one was Putty by Verdon yep not Verdun yeah. Verdun Verdun um, and that was that Hop City which I'll come on to as well yep fantastic beer that was just full of man, fresh mangoes overripe pineapple just a stunning stunning beer there was also Clairvoyance by Magic Rock which was again Magic Rock had a series of their talk their small release IPAs and pails that was a standout I love that, so that, that, that I read that highly it was a great juicy, beer juicy fresh vibrant incredibly drinkable 6% Higher than that IPA. They did quite a few like that. I mean, like Timequake as well. There's a lot of different ones. So yeah, the Timequake <laughs> one was, was one of uh, Modern Times, which is a great, great beer. Uh, a lot of good ones. Uh, I also think the Cloud Water, although they've had a good year, maybe not a great year. Verdant has kind of maybe not. They've almost drawn level with Cloud Water, but yeah. the Shovels was. Fantastic! Yeah, they collab with the Vale, yeah. and the other one they did, which I thought was amazing, was the birthday double IPA, which was a very small release beer, and that was just a ridiculous amount of hopping. Yeah. It was it was something like thirty five grams a litre of dry hops, which is as a brewer, a home brewer, that's an astonishing amount of hops. It was just hop soup. It was an incredible <laughs> beer. Um, yeah, and also. Keep going on V13, the, fight, the end of the V series. Yeah, yeah, I, love, I love V13. V13 is just incredible beer again. We've been so lucky. So, um, highlights I think 2017 was a great year for festivals, real good craft beer festivals. So, I'm going to say Hop City, which I went for the first time back in April of last year. So, that's held at Northern Monk, Refectory, which is a fantastic place. Three floors. 
Uh, it was so consistent, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. It was there were no queues. It was a lovely atmosphere. The food was fantastic, and one which I'm going to go to again. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we've, we've got my ticket as well. Fellow beer tuber Neil, um, and also Indie Man yeah. was my other great highlight. Obviously, Thanks, phenomenal festival. Um, I'm, so not, the, I'm not a fan of the crowds, but Indie Man did it really well. Yeah, I, I know it's been mentioned before, but I just the music was a, t- a little bit too loud. To know that I agree. Yeah, in the bass, were great because we we yeah. actually set up in the pineapple room with Beaver Town, didn't we? Which was surprisingly quiet. It was quiet. Yeah. Um, even though the beers were great, it's like there was a lot of people sort of stuck out in the main sort of rooms. Really, well, you, you had a lot of cloud water that day, didn't you? You were off doing talking to them, and I was I went to Dayer and Lurvig and. It's just an incredible, incredible experience with with a group of people that are like-minded and yeah, it's definitely a highlight. One of the most beautiful venues I've been to as well. Yeah, it was really beautiful, really unique. Um, Victoria Baths, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think is it Lurvig? We're in the. Turkish baths, other than more Buxton, it was just a really nice place. Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Yourself? Well, in terms of beers, um, you know, I've had a, back, a look back through my untapped check-ins and stuff like that, and the, the sort of highest rated beers I've got are the uh, Northern Monk Stranic range. Um, I tried pretty much all of them, I think. The... the um, the standard Stranic, the Sticky Toffee, and the um, Black Forest. Black Forest. Yeah, the Black Forest one was definitely my highlight of uh, of the ones that I had. Um, uh, so that that was that was great. Um, the other stuff that I really liked was uh, Magic Rock Bearded Lady Barrel Age oh, Dessert the, Edition. edition. That was the one was that the vanilla cinnamon yeah, and yeah. that cacao? Yeah, yeah. which obviously you're seeing a bit of a trend here because big uh, boozy boozy stouts. Um, and then also whilst we're on the kind of big ABV train here, um, one of my favourite beers was uh, Lost and Grounded Apophenia. Oh yeah, um, 9% uh, Belgian style um, and yeah just blew me away went to a uh, meet the brewer event at the Wolf in Brum where Lost and Grounded were at and had a chat with the guys from Lost and Grounded tried that it's, and Alex, it's, it's Alex isn't he Alex, used to be yeah, at Camden Town used to be at Camden yeah uh, and Little Creatures in Australia um Fantastic. And yeah, yeah, they, they're knocking out some amazing beers. Well, you, obviously, you, beer you mentioned the, 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 the Laurel, Laurel and Hart and Hardy, which was a oh, great beer as well. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but also the Saison Davon they do as well. That is amazing. Uh, everything they do. And I love the, the way that they're kind of... They are yeah. super consistent, but also they're kind of, hey, we're not getting on the IPA train. We are yeah. Although they have done and a few. They yeah, have done some hazy IPAs. We are on the... Belgian-inspired uh, kind of train, and we are uh, German-style, and their Kellerpils is absolutely yeah. amazing. As good as your try. Yeah. yeah. So you know, for me, Lost and Grounded, probably the, the, my, my brewery of the year for 2017. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of like brewery experiences, um, a couple of taproom things really. Um, first was um, Dea. Um, we all had a trip down to Dea, didn't we, in Cheltenham? What a beautiful and, um, day that was. What a beautiful day that was. 
Um, only, a, only a short hop from the station as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really close to the station in Cheltenham. Um, so really top place. The staff behind the bar absolutely knew their stuff. Great to have a chat with them. Um, so we kind of worked our way through the taps. There. Good pricing as well. Yeah, good yeah. pricing. Yeah. yeah. So that was a highlight. And then what we're talking and, about... And, is also wild, and the wild beer. Jessup House. Yeah, the wild beer at Jessup House was an amazing day. Yeah, Jessup House. Been there a couple of times. That was um, my first time of that yeah, day. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great place to go and visit. Amazing food and uh, great beers as well. So that's definitely putting Cheltenham on the map in terms of a good beery experience. Um, but whilst we're on the subject of tap rooms, obviously... Um, Twisted Barrel in Coventry oh. have moved units up at Fargo Village and moved into their new tap room with you know over 20 taps of deliciousness now. Um, and um, it really is a place to seek out as a, a destination tap room, really. Um, they're really, really doing some great stuff there. Great mix of their own beers and of guest beers as well. Um, so yeah, big thumbs up for, for Twisted Barrel. And, and actually, what I'd missed out on actually in my beers of 2017 is Twisted Barrel Raptor Mosaic, which that and the Raptor Mosaic were amazing. Yeah, they love their game, haven't they? They love their game style with those, and they're, they're smashing out some amazing beers. Now. But I think we're seeing, we're seeing this a bit locally now because not only there, Twisted Barrel, it's an amazing place to go to. When you, when you get that, it's 24 things on the board um, and they've just done 21 this weekend of their own and they've got Prosecco and some cider some cider taps yeah but also Burning Soul so Burning Soul great tap room as Charles, well Charles yeah. and I were at Burning Soul last weekend for yeah, Triennial big shout out for Burning Soul um, yeah with uh, people like Catherine Rebbe behind the bar helping out there as well it was an, the local beers they had on this township they were up their game too so what do we have we have Green Duck yep. we had like, Burning Soul Test of memory now. It was a bit of a hazy day. We had, uh, we had a few. There was one about pools. There was pools. Well, that was a green duck one, I think. But a lot yeah. of high ABV beers that were astonishingly great. And what I particularly loved, what I particularly loved, oh, glass house, obviously. What I loved was the, when we got in there, we went to the wall first for their birthday bash. And we went across to Burning Salt, and it was packed. It was heaving. And this is supposed to be the month where people. It's either dry January or people are, people are saving money, not going out. Whereas it was completely the opposite. Everybody was there trying all the beers. So it's triannually. It's triannually, not triannually. They've, they've, they've done so a great job with that. They've really done a worked great well. Job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just just yeah. a lot of good like-minded people. Really. It's good. Yeah. Um, good, stuff. That one. good stuff. Well, it appears that more beers have now <laughs> turned up in front of us. Magically appeared. Magically appeared in front of us. Uh, magic lady. Sat, magic sat lady. here <laughs> at the drawing board itself. Um, so, uh, what are we on now, guys? We've got four different ones. Well, three, di- three or four different ones now. Yeah. So, Neil, what are you drinking? On the Magic Rock Dark Arts, the real star. Even though they're mentioning going to the Magic Rock, there were so many lines that I didn't have a chance to try this. So, this is your first time drinking. So, this is their surreal stout, as they call it. What makes it surreal, apart from um, the artwork? Fantastic artwork as ever with Magic Rock stuff. Rich, Rich Norgate. Yeah. Beautiful artwork. Yeah, absolutely. Their branding is just so great. It's just so recognisable and yeah. you just know straight away that it's Magic Rock. Can I just say, when I went with my dad, I wanted to buy a t-shirt from them and the really good design with all these, as you can see on the Dark Arts one, there's a really good black t-shirt and I wanted to buy it. 
but uh, it turned out to be a very tight fit cycling jersey. Oh, okay. and the guy behind the bar took one look at me and said, about 100 Not for you. you. <laughs> Right. Um, I've, I've put on a bit of weight. No, so. no, no, break, no breaking it too it's, easy. Um, but, yeah. Lycra stretches, doesn't it? It could, yeah. it could have been. Lycra. Okay. But I, I, bought, I bought a tap type t shirt instead, which fitted right. really well. Right. Another great so, But so Dark Arts, I've not really given this a go yet. Yes, yeah, so what are so you getting? Pitch, what are you pitch getting? black in the glass, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Dark as you like. Matte black almost. Yep. Yeah. What's it actually supposed to be? I mean, it's a real stout. It's a stout. It's a stout. But it's, from my memory, from when I've had it before, it's quite well off. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Is that ticking the boxes? It's ticking the boxes. Very tasty. Yeah. I usually like the more coffee and licorice ones, but I don't get any of that. It's just a really good, straight in, as you say, hot. Yeah, yep. hot yep. Excellent stuff. Excellent. What percentage? It's six percent. Oh, we got six. Yeah. What are you on, mate? Yes. I am drinking Tiny Rebel, Club which is well, it's it's yeah, it's it's a, a nice it's, kind it's, of it's a light fruity, pale. fruity pale. Fruit pale. Um, there's some real sweet notes on here. It's not mega hazy though, is it? It's, it's not mega hazy. Um, there's a little bit of hazy. Light there. haze. Um, but it's kind of like a, a sort of a sweet shop crossed with a brewery. Really. There's a lot of kind of. It's my dream that is sweet shop and brewery. Yep. There's there's kind of like your fruit salad kind of notes there on this. Um, yeah, there's, there's sweetness there, which I guess you'd probably call it slightly artificial sweetness. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you've got to worship the E-numbers. Sometimes the E-numbers are okay, and this is definitely one of those. Is this different at all? Has it changed at all? Because it's been, we've been doing it for a few years now. Is it? I think we may have discussed this on a previous podcast, but um, we think that they're putting fruit juice now into Club oh, right. whereas yeah. originally it was all it was done with the hops. That's probably what yeah. I thought about it. Yeah. Um, still, still enjoying it? It's, it's bloody good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like them. I mean, that's another yeah. one that should be mentioned, actually. Tony Rebel. Tony Rebel. Yeah, absolutely. They've had a good year and they've, they've expanded and they're still yep. kicking out good keg and cask as well. Yeah, so yep. they're still doing a lot of cask beer. Yeah. And they're all cans as well. Except yeah. for the, the pot. They're doing a few stouts in bottles, aren't they? Oh, yeah. A few yeah. of the sours. Yeah, yeah. Stay puffed. Stay puffed. Stay Yeah. The Kutch, I think, is a great red. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing some great stuff. So yeah, yeah, big thumbs up for Club Tropicana. Um, Charles, what, what are you drinking? So I've got the Alphabet Brewing Company from Manchester. I've yep. got their flat white, which is an imperial milk stout. Right, and this is out of the can. Which is out of the can. Uh, interesting artwork, sort of quite cartoony sort of artwork. Um, poured into the glass. It's just looks like a any of the IPAs really it's quite yeah, clear it's, it's, it's almost amber it's quite it? an amber gold colour yep. um, on the nose it's just coffee uh, sweetness yeah I got a little bit of sweetness I, I, I think I've like had this before actually it's like, like a lactose yeah. coffee yeah that's what yeah. I thought on the taste it's 7.4% it's very smooth on the taste um, coffee coming through at the back end a little bit of bitterness but it's very drinkable for, for the ABV um, it's almost like ground coffee rather than yeah. like the beans that yeah it's a really strong coffee smell very very coffee dominant um, it's an interesting beer because it, again it's what we talked about earlier black IPAs which have kind of 
that that sort of um, illusion really of yeah. what you might expect the beer to be. And I suppose black IPAs. Some people, are, some of the parts of the craft beer community want the style to be more available again, but mm. it's, yeah. it's kind of grassy. Grassy, yeah. Because yeah. okay. I often eat grass, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big thing along to grassy. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. good. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, we've got some, some some good some good stuff here. A mixture of cans and and what's on the uh, the keg. So yeah, all, all good stuff. So um, obviously. Um, that's that's kind of pretty much been a, a sort of a small highlight of what, what kind of like you know, pushed our buttons in 2017. Obviously, 2018. Um, looking forward, really, to what's going on. Um, in terms of trends and what's going to happen, I think there's going to be a push towards low ABV beers, very much like Cloudwater's uh, sort of small beer kind of range, that kind of thing. I think that's going to become a bit more prevalent in 2018. I don't know what you guys think may maybe coming up oh, I agree I think I definitely think there's going to be a push for lower ABV beers I know talking about the low ABV beers Magic Rock are doing a, a festival later in the year uh, in the summertime I don't know exactly I think it's June it's called Sesh Fest yes I've seen about that yeah. every beer that's going to be served is going to be less than 4.5% or lower really which wow. is yep. interesting and I think that's a part of the trend that we're going to see, as you yeah, said. Yeah, if that's um, up as well, that kind of points towards this lower ABV, but still big on flavour and innovation. I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to be seeing any less New England IPAs. It's still going to be the trend. Yeah, I lots of that, but I still think that's going to. But I think there, there'll be start, other styles will probably start popping up hmm. again. You might see a bit more traditional styles, maybe. It was a small voice. Have we had that yet from Magic Rocks? I mean, that's quite a session IPA. Session IPA again. Yes. That's new out, isn't it? I haven't tried that yet. That's the collab with Dry and Bitter. Right. Uh, which is a really nice, sessionable beer. Yeah. And again, the, um, the cloud waters are doing stuff in the sessionable light. Again, what you call sessionable. I mean, normally it would be around four percent. Sessionable it is four and a half and less, really. Four and a half and less, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's a session yeah. sessionable. Well, I, unfortunately, after having a lot of these double IPAs now, I kind of think that between six and seven is kind of sessionable for me. But, uh, but again, Cloudwater are doing these sort of five and a half percent, four and a half percent, that full of flavour, but you're not. You can but but, that, but that, that's the challenge for the brewers. I know we said on the first podcast yeah. when we had that small uh, beer from Cloudwater, yeah. the challenge is to keep the flavour there. The flavour in the body. Yeah. In the body, yeah, yeah. which is harder when you're dropping alcohol volumes because the yeah. alcohol volume holds it holds the beer together. But. Um, but yeah, definitely. so that's, that's that's the trends that, that we're predicting for 2018. So we'll, we'll what about see. Uh, breweries to look out for? Breweries to look out for, which I think is always interesting. Who, who well, as I think we may have discussed before in the Midlands, I think Glasshouse. Yeah, um, totally, totally agree. Yeah, totally Glasshouse does a great stuff at the moment. Josh. I believe that they have plans for expansion and possibly even a chat room from something else around Twitter. Yeah, I saw that on so, Twitter about King's Heath, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah. For so him. That's, that's going to be definitely one to watch. In the local scene, a little yeah. bit further afield, uh, Burnt Hill. I keep hearing about 
which I've had a few of their beers, the hoppy beers, which are absolutely stunning. Yeah. And is you know. Whereabouts are they based? Burnt Mill. Naive Testament. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I have to revert back to the uh, yeah. untapped, but. Uh, yeah, they're definitely. Um, I'm seeing. You know, you just kind of see the word come out on the social media. You start seeing the brewery's name, you know, and um, and they're a name that has definitely been mentioned only in the last few weeks, really. Um, but uh, in Suffolk. Suffolk. Okay. Yeah. Not exactly a hotbed of craft. Not really. Um, in fact, that's Adnam's country, isn't it? Really, Suffolk. And you've also got a new brewery that hopefully should be kicking up sometime this year Duration Brewery ah, which is yes. uh, an int- very interesting yeah a guy running that called Bates who has worked for Brewdog in the past um, he's already started doing some collabs with, with other breweries Verdant and Cloudwater yeah. um, Gooseberry um, Cloudwater with the Gooseberry Saison and the Verdant was a an IPA with grape juice or something it's okay. interesting oh, right. but very highly rated yeah they're definitely going to be one to watch this year as well so there's some interesting stuff going on definitely so um, definitely want to watch out for so we'll, we'll plot the, uh, the we'll chart the course of these guys over over the next few months and see uh, maybe we can try some of the beers and see what we what what about you Neil any, any kind of up and comers that you can see or other than what we've said, or I'm not up and comers or so, but there's a few places I would definitely want to go to. I want to do more. I want to explore the Bristol scene. Bristol, because it's not that far away, and there's a lot of places like Moor and Arbor. We had the Arbor tonight. Yeah. And so I want to go down there and try a lot of that stuff. A lot of good stuff going on there. Yeah, obviously lots of grounded in Bristol, Wiper yeah. and True, Arbor. I mean, it's it's. You know, after Manchester leaves, Bristol is, is oh, pretty much kind of a good hop, ticking a good, boxes, good aren't they? Well, I'm doing Hop City this year, yep. so it'll be good. Um, I'm probably going to go back to Magic Rock as well, probably around about the same time. Uh, the other one on my map, on my list to go to is Wyland. I've not been up there yet. It's close. It's a long journey. Yeah, but I think it'd be worth it, because I've... Zebias have been so enjoyable this year. So fantastic. So enjoyable. So I want to go... And it looks like an amazing place as well. When you see it. I mean, it's, it's an amazing building from, from the pictures I've seen, yeah. Built from a great exhibition sometime at the beginning of last century yeah. and it's an amazing building uh, they put gigs on there they've got food they've yeah. got all the beers um, the brewery in there as well so yeah it's a, it's a destination place well, not out. I mean, I've done London a few times but although again you can't really do London because there's so many places to go to but for me you said Manchester I want to do Marble I want to do Cloudwater I want to go to Bristol I want to do Wyland so those the three on my list going to knock out this year. Yeah. As well as Northern Monk. Yeah. So we've got a lot of plans for this year, so yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. So, um, so yeah, basically, just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, really, we're, we're obviously going to finish off these great beers we've got in front of us. Um, just like to sort of say thanks to everybody who listened to our first pilot episode. Um, thanks, thanks for your feedback as well. There's a couple of people left reviews on uh, on the iTunes site as well. So Shout out to our friend Davey Moore as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Carl. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Thanks to those guys. Obviously, you can follow us on Twitter at beers underscore frontiers. Look out for us there. And we're uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're not on Facebook yeah. yet, but you know everything's happening on. It's Twitter. coming. Really. Everything's happening on Twitter when it comes to beer. So um, yeah. So again, thanks for listening to this one, and we'll catch Cheers, you next guys. time. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Yeah.